Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys <laughs> Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Today's show is going to be very interesting because we're taking our wellness knowledge and expertise we're bringing it into the office because i think that's uh you know most of us are oh, a lot of us are office workers and we're finding a trend in our practice uh, i'm sure in every other practice that uh, a lot of workers are stressed out and they're creating a lot of um, problems within the terms of their health so we thought we'd talk and highlight some issues regarding to health and wellness in the workplace with particular emphasis on uh, on ergonomics which is uh, something that's very dear to any uh, wellness practitioner's heart, so we'll be covering that off today. It might be, I know you chuckled then, Lawrence, so I just feel like I need to explain myself. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and I'm explaining myself because there was, there was a comment made by Brett Hill on Facebook um, today with, with in conversation with another chiropractor <laughs> and student that was having a dig at me and, uh, and there was a comment then that went on to say that you can tell by the way he says Damien Christoph, uh in the intro and so I thought I'd change it up just so that, you know, that would put all that to rest. So oh, I, just, <laughs> I just thought I'd do that. I thought you slowed it down for Brett's uh, PC. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did a bit of that as well but it's a bit of Facebook, a bit of Facebook spite in that one. So nothing, nothing like a bit of Facebook banter, a bit of Facebook heckling. It's always good. <laughs> Feel free, fans, to join in a bit of Facebook heckling of Damien Christoph. It's good fun. Yes, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> well, if you, don't, if you guys know what you're talking, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're gonna have to come and join us on Facebook and uh, read some of the comments there. <laughs> so today's uh, we're gonna be heading towards the uh, the workplace, and the reason why we want to talk about workplace. This I came across this article um, by Tim Ferriss uh, from the Four Hour Workweek uh, fame. Um, great book, by the way, and uh, he also did another book on the Four Hour Body. And uh, he did his blog post, and I thought it was kind of really interesting because he talked about some stats about the office, um, and it just really shocked me, really. So we thought we we, we talk about how to kind of combat some of this stuff. But let's let's hear some of these stats, right? He talk, goes on and talks about this. New York Times recently wrote this article called "Sitting Kills," and this study tracks over seventeen thousand Canadians over a twelve-year period, and these researchers found that people sat who sat more had higher risk of death independent of whether or not they exercise i thought that was actually amazing you know yeah. it's you know we often think that it's exercise is a problem but actually just just sitting for you know in that period of time that actually has a higher risk of death now another study showed that uh, in 2003 and 2004 in a survey in the u.s americans spent more than half their time awake sitting isn't that yeah. scary yeah and you wonder why we have uh, a population of, of people that are, you know, that are that are fat. Slightly obese. Yeah, yeah, just slightly. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And uh, well, this one last article I think is really important to, to mention is that this was published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. And they found that after four hours of sitting, just four hours of sitting, the body starts to send harmful signals that causes the genes regulating glucose and lipose le- levels in the body to shut down. Now, what does that mean, Damo? I know you love this stuff, so tell us how that affects our health and our and well-being. Oh, let's just dumb it down. Basically, it says that you become inflammatory. So by sitting down, you're actually generating inflammation within the body and then down-regulating the body's ability to heal and repair itself. So you're, you're causing the body to go into into disease states, basically. 
it's not it's not a good thing when that happens so well one of the things that's why i think that we come across a lot of um, office workers um in our practices coming in with a whole bunch of issues and it could be from back pain shoulder pain neck pain headaches migraines but it all stems like well, what we're concerned about is your health and mm-hmm. if you're in an inflammatory res- response in your body i mean this is day in day out that's the worst part yeah. isn't it just day four out. hours of, four hours of sitting is really creating all this inflammatory response that's going to create a massive um problem in terms of your health and your body's got to fight that every single day and if you're working five days a week we're, we're in trouble yeah totally it is a lot actually a lot of people actually you know if you, if you consider that if people are spending that long on their bum every single day it's a lack of blood flow it's a lack of oxygenation it's a lack of nutrient pumping it's lack of uh, removal of waste if you're sitting on the on your bum for four hours non-stop that means you haven't gone for a wee or that means you haven't even gone for a poo and, you know you're not getting you're not getting the junk out so the junk's just staying in your body that's really bad and a lot of people actually in an office space don't drink enough water because they don't want to get up from their desk to have to go to the toilet because they find it inconvenient. But they're not giving themselves that incidental moving about. They're not giving themselves that clean out. And they're, you know, they're getting more stressed. Their, their muscles get tighter because they're dehydrated. They're not able to assimilate the nutrients really well. And as a result, they're not detoxifying efficiently. And that becomes a massive, more significant, you know, long-term problem for people. So, you know, a simple thing without even going into the order of what we're going to talk about tonight today whatever time you're actually listening to this um is is you know just drink more water that's yeah, great thing definitely to uh, you know i'll be scared when i start seeing a water bottles go underneath the desk <laughs> people just not going to the toilet and just you know peeing themselves just underneath the desk that would be a scary thought to see you know so <laughs> it reminds me of that movie of uh that walt disney movie where you know i can't remember, i think it's something to do with that robot and these humans are just floating in the air just sitting in the chair all the time i don't know if you ever seen that and basically it's called wally wally that's wally. right yeah oh, it freaks me out that movie because it's it's exactly where we're heading you know people babies are built up and born on and bred on this formula stuff and they all look you know you see a baby that's overfed with formula and look at the next baby who's overfed with formula it's a real it's a real concern and then you see people eating manufactured overprocessed foods and they all look the same when someone gets overweight when someone gets fat they actually start to take on characteristics of the other overweight and fat people in their, also in their environment it's exactly what Wally talks about and it's 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 such a scary thing. Yeah. I know what you're talking about there. I know exactly where you're going with that, LT. Yeah, and it's, it's really, really scary. So let's talk a little bit about some of our health and how we can actually get better I mean, uh, in terms of in the office space. Now, we talked about water. Obviously, water intake is going to be very, very important, but we're going to talk a lot about posture here. And so one of the things about posture is that, you know, I studied it as, as an ergonomist and um, when I was before I became a chiropractor. And I, you know, this, this was back, you know, 15 years ago when I did this. And then, even back then, it was a huge issue. You know, companies used to hire people like me to go and teach office workers what to do and to really create change in their lives. But you know what? The problem is with posture and what we're going to go through is that you all know what to do. But the problem is that you don't do it. And that's a huge issue. So what we're going to go through from basically, it's actually instead of head to toe, we're going to go toe to head, exactly how you should set <laughs> up your work uh, workplace um, in terms of sitting in front of a computer. So Brett, um, would you like to tell us sort of what you would recommend to start off, starting with your toes, with your feet, because you're, you know, you're a barefoot runner and uh, you, know, you love this feet <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, tell yeah. us, uh, you know, what is uh, the best recommendation for sitting in an office, uh, starting with the feet? Absolutely. Well, yeah, start with the shoes off, I reckon. I reckon that's a great way to do it in the office. <laughs> but uh, for some offices, might not like that, so you might yeah. have to leave your shoes Unless on you're at 30, you 39 degrees in Adelaide. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you might have to leave your shoes on. But but one thing that's important is that you actually do have your feet flat on the floor. Um, so it allows you to get that nice solid base that you're starting from. Um, so what that often means is because as we go further up, you might have to adjust your chair height. Um, so sometimes it means you need to put something under your feet so that you're still able to keep your feet flat on the floor. Mm. Um, so from there you move up and you really want your knees to be resting comfortably at 90 degrees. You don't want them to have to be bent too much or straightened out too far. Um, you want that nice comfortable 90 degrees which is a really nice neutral position that takes a lot of pressure off of your knees. Um, you want your hips to be 90 degrees, so you actually want to be, with, with your thighs you know, parallel to the floor, you want to be able to sit up nice and straight. Um, so that gives you a nice, strong, neutral position for your spine. Um, you know, it's a really nice, strong, stable position that's going to not cause a lot of stress on your body and not cause a lot of stress on your spine. Although, you know, we do know that any time you're sitting for a long period of time, that is going to cause stress on your spine. So it's, it's perhaps not about not causing stress, but about minimizing that stress. Yeah. Um, mm. And for most people nowadays, they're going to be working at a computer. Um, so what you want to have is you want to be able to then from there be sitting up nice and straight. Um, and the middle of your monitor should actually be level with your eyes. Now, for most people, that means that their monitor needs to come up quite a lot. So I know Damien mentioned earlier about using the good old yellow pages, um, and that's a pretty important one. You know, So you can actually just get a couple of old yellow pages, stick them under your monitor to actually get your monitor up to that eye level. Because um, otherwise, what we know is the longer the day goes on, the more you're going to start hunching over and actually heading down to meet your computer. And I think we've all looked around an office at various times and seen people doing exactly that. You know, the longer the day goes on, the more they start curling down to meet their screen because they've spent the whole day looking down at it. And there's only so much, you know, there's only so long that your body can try and maintain that and actually keep your head up. Because mm, for sure. Your head weighs about the weight of a bowling ball. So anytime that head starts to come forward, then yours you're just putting a huge... Yours will weigh more, I reckon. <laughs> more than a bowling ball? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Dave. Yeah. No, because you've got so much brain. You know, yeah. as well. Oh, I thought it was so much hair. That's what I thought Oh, no, rocks. Yeah. Rocks. <laughs> oh, it's just a bit of hair jealousy going on there, don't we? <laughs> no, not at all, mate. Not at all. I'm just saying, I did actually... I did get that... that that yellow pages thing from a mate of mine who's actually into ergonomics. He's an ergonomic specialist too, much like ULT and it's Alfie Dimolanto. I actually stole it from him. So oh, thanks. Oh really? Alfie. You know what's funny thing with the with yellow pages? Um, it's when I used to become an ergonomist, you couldn't use yellow pages because it was a fire hazard. <laughs> oh, really? Know? Yeah, you know, it's health and safety thing. So it was a fire hazard. So you weren't actually allowed to use. I was going to save, you know, the company money from, you know, instead of buying a, a normal monitor, you know, stand, which would cost them money. I said, oh, just use your yellow page. You're not going to use it anyway. So you got Google. So what else are you going to use it for? <laughs> and this is, you know, going back 14 years ago. And so, but no, they, they, they didn't like that idea because uh, it's a fire hazard. I would have saved my heating bill, you know, heating bills too. If it was on, on fire, I would have been great. It would have yeah. put them to use. <laughs> the, the funny thing about that is actually up until. A couple of months ago, I actually had in my office yellow pages holding up my laptop, just kind of as a bit of a demonstration for people of how they should do it. So right. uh, perhaps I had that a bit wrong, LT. Yeah. Well, some, but, you know, put, putting the yellow pages on the floor as well as the, as the footstool is also works well. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, to lift those leg up. I just want to mention though that one of the reasons why you want to lift that leg up and uh, um, keep it, <laughs> keep the yeah, okay, Tim, we'll get out of the gutter. <laughs> no, we just make make out of the toilet before, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, to, oh, to that's work. right, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you want to keep those hips in the 90 degrees. Then one of the reasons why it's important is because when you think about it, if your legs are... If the, <laughs> I can't get my thought out of that. Um, if your feet are flat on the ground and, um, and it's actually too too far for you, what ends up happening is that there's going to be ends up compression. Depending on the type of chair you're sitting, it actually compresses a lot of the thigh um, close to the knee. And a lot of times that 
that edge of that chair where most of the you know, office chairs get worn away, um, mm-hmm. it actually creates a lot of compressions on, on the nerves there and a lot of the arteries there in, in the back of the knee. And that can cause a lot of severe problems later on. So you've got to be careful with that. And that's why you want to elevate those legs if you can. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the final part of it is that um, you want to make sure that your arms are resting comfortably at your side um, with your elbows at 90 degrees. And that should actually be the height for your keyboard. So for a lot of people, their keyboard is actually higher than that, which means that they actually have to hold their shoulders up and tense up their neck and shoulders to, to maintain their their arms to reach that keyboard, whereas the shoulders should be able to rest down comfortably at your side and your hands just sit comfortably on that keyboard. Now, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this thinking, hey, hang on, but I use a laptop, so my keyboard is connected to my monitor, um, and so I can't have my monitor up and my keyboard down. Um, but from a lot of people who use laptops, they actually sit in the one spot while they do it. Um, so the way to get around that, well, there's really two ways to get around that. Um, one is that you can actually use a USB keyboard and mouse. So you can then put your laptop up nice and high and have your keyboard and mouse down at a, a good height so that you can do it that way. Um, and obviously the converse way to do that is to use a monitor, which I know Damien spoke about earlier. Yeah, well, yeah, what a, you want to plug in a monitor to your laptop so that and make it a big monitor you know we tend to get these the same size monitor it's a 14 inch monitor for the you know which is the same size as the screen on our laptop it just it doesn't do you much good so you, you the bigger the monitor the bigger the image the more you can fit on the page on the screen and the less jumping around you got to do it's it's good to get a big size monitor um that's oh, that's what i reckon anyway yeah well going back to that point about the the keyboard i think one of the biggest issues I see a lot is a lot of shoulder issues and right-handed shoulder issues, and I think a lot of lot to do with that is because um, you're when you when you when people are doing the mouse, they're actually outside. They're actually outside. You know how the most keyboards have that number keypad on the right-hand side. Yeah. So what ends up happening is it forces that that. Um, that mouse hand to go right out to the right hand side and forward and once that ends up happening you're actually contracting those deltoids uh, in your shoulders to really activate that mouse and you're there for uh, you know god knows how long and how many hours a day and that's going to just strain that shoulder and that's why brad was talking about keep it at your elbows at 90 degrees and uh, and keep it close to you now what end up happening is that in order to do that in some of the office workspaces that you actually literally have to move that keyboard to the left so if you're actually spending your task doing things that are mostly um, keyboard or uh, sorry uh, mouse oriented type of work then you want to do is to shift that keyboard to the side and just focus on using the mouse and if you are going to switch back to the keyboard just move the mouse and then sh- move the keyboard back in front of you to actually start doing some of the typing so just be careful of that um, because of that number pad you got to be really be careful that you don't want to be overstretching to reach for your mouse just to, to activate your um, computer screen and, and uh, do work with it. Yeah, and the other one that's really worth talking about here is the telephone as well. Because, you know, we've all been and gone into workplaces where you see that person sitting there with the phone scrunched up between their shoulder and their ear oh, yeah. and you just kind of look at them and you think, wow, that looks, that just looks painful. You know, that, that <laughs> looks like that's doing some real damage there. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about that one, about how that affects you? Well, yeah, I'll say a little bit. I think it's incredible that people can actually get that much lateral flexion in their neck. You know, <laughs> anyway, it's quite incredible movement. Um, but obviously, when you have your uh, your levator scapula and your shoulder muscles and your auxiliary or your ancillary muscles that are bringing your shoulder up to your ear and then you, and dropping or pu- using neck muscles to pull your neck down towards your ear to literally wedge in and force a telephone in between two things that have no grip generally. It's uh, it, it does create a lot of um, 
torsion force on the spine, a lot of pressure on the muscles and overactivation of certain muscles that wouldn't normally become overactivated and a lot of asymmetry within the spine. And so that does over challenge the nervous system to some extent uh, in that you become a little bit dominant on one side. You can always feel that too, that your body's gonna try and correct or auto-correct the, uh, the asymmetry that you're creating and, and providing uh, to your body by doing that. And, and you know, that's hugely detrimental to nervous system function and long-term health just because you're compressing the nervous system. Yeah, and most of the time, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, most of the time they're actually only doing it on one side. They don't usually switch side. They keep it on the dominant side that they usually like to rest that phone on. So That's the it. suggestion for that really is to really have a, a headset if you can. If you're going to spend a lot of time on the phone, just grab a headset. It's not that expensive. Plug it into your phone system and uh, utilize that because that's you know the way you know that's how we're chatting at the moment on, on, on the computer is to be able to have a headset and have a conversation and that you can still have your hands free to do whatever you need to do, type or you know to do what you got to do on the computer if you're going to type some notes while you're having a conversation. So that's really important. If you can't, you don't have one, ask your boss for it and ask your manager to get you one because I think it's uh, definitely a, a need for any office worker that spends any amount of time on the phone. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that not only is that, you know, that scrunching up of your neck to your shoulder, not only is it going to cause interference to your nervous system, but it's actually going to cause wear and tear in your spine as well. You know, you can imagine that your spine's designed to be in a nice neutral position. It's not designed to be hunched over to one side like that all day. So, you know, with that sort of alignment, I always like to tell people, you know, think of it like your car, right? If your car was aligned like that all day and you were driving it around, Imagine how much it would be scrubbing those tires and wearing and tearing and how much damage it would be causing, you know. The same thing happens in your body. Mm. By, by having that, that, that wrench right across to the side and maintaining that for such a long period of time, um, it's just really going to wreak havoc with that spine and it's going to cause accelerated wear and tear. It's going to cause damage there. So you want to get that looked at. You want to get, um, you know, you really want to get a chiropractor to check that out and see what's going on. Um, before that becomes long-term damage, which it easily can for many office workers. Well, let's talk about that wear and tear, though. I mean, how many of you seen, like in your practice, um, those rolled shoulders coming forward, you know, because, they, you know, everybody's typing all the time. And we get it, you know, when you're focused on your work, I know you're passionate about what you're doing and you're really focused and what you do is you look forward all day and then it slowly creeps at you and then what happens is your head goes forward like that bowling ball we talked about and then what ends up happening is that your shoulders roll in, like it's almost like you're flexing your pecs in and you have this round, round back now and what happens is that these shoulders are moving forward and it actually shortens up some of those muscles in the front and elongates the one in the back and your shoulders dropping forward so it takes a lot more energy for those muscles in the back to kind of pull them back but once what i seen i don't know if you've seen that photo that's been passed around on facebook around is is that x-ray of that person sitting on a desk with a yeah. head pop yeah. forward it's just you know that's exactly how we sit and i think it's good sometimes to actually have one of your co-workers to take a picture of you on the side when you're actually on a computer because we sometimes we don't know we don't feel it because we've been <laughs> stuck like that for so long but what we find and i find in my practice when we take an x-ray of a cervical spine is that majority of the of my clients are we, what we call this anterior head carriage, right? They're carrying yeah, the head absolutely. forward. It's and just... it starts from a young age, and we're seeing this more and more in kids as well. And it's, it's just yeah. shockingly bad because it puts so much strain on the spinal cord and it really affects the spinal cord. Not only does it cause symptomatic stuff like headaches, and, but it really, from a health perspective, is really causing some major damage. And, you know, it's, you know, people talk about the little hump on the back of the neck, like, you know, grandma used to have, or, you know, that all stems from your posture. And I hate to see it in kids now, but it all stems from the, everything that we do. I mean, think about you're on a computer all day. 
right? What do kids do? They, they go on, on those Nintendo DS or they're sitting in front of a TV or they're doing PlayStation. You know, we're driving cars now. You know, everything we do is always forward. And so what ends up happening is that our head just jets forward and we get this elongated neck and it creates so much pressure on, that, on, on, the, on the top of our thoracic spine. Yeah, and I think you're spot on about the kids, Lawrence, because, you know, it used to be not so long ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago, that people didn't really maintain those sort of postures until they got older and they really got into the workplace. Mm. Whereas now you're seeing, like, three-year-old kids using iPhones, you know, playing around, you know, messaging, you know, young kids to text messaging, playing on the phone, playing on the DS, and they're actually creating those postures from such a young age. You know, it's kind of scary to think in 10, 20, 30 years' time what the posture of those kids are going to look like because they're kind of the first generation that's really been doing, you know, these electronic gadgets from such a young age. So it's pretty important. Yeah. Well, it's, I heard one person say, and I, I honestly can't remember, actually it might have been James Chestnut that said this. He said that there's been a study that says that the closer an elderly person is to the horizontal, the sooner they are to death. So mm. in other words, yeah. you know, if, if there's um, compression in the, in the vertebra, uh, in the spine and there's a, you know, they've moved closer from vertical, you know, to horizontal, then they're more likely yeah. to die sooner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's absolutely right, Damo. That was, that was one that actually I know that was used uh, in chiropractic care week a couple of years ago and it was a statistic that said a, a hyperkyphotic posture, which is that increased forward bend in that mid-spine, um, yeah, led to a 44% increased risk of mortality from all causes. Mm. How's that? Absolutely. 44% is massive. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Just from sitting, bending forward on a computer, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's like to, let's talk about uh, about the chair. We we kind of kind of skip through that. I think we we should talk about um, office chairs. Not office chairs are all designed the same. You want to make sure that your chair actually has multiple function if you can. Um, and you know we talked about earlier about making a joke about toilet function. We don't we don't want toilet function in our chair. <laughs> we want adjustable <laughs> features on our chair. Okay. Um, it's we, a different different meaning to stool. He <laughs> <laughs> just loves his food jokes. Oh, oh you know, it's something about it. It's just... <laughs> um, so you want to have height adjustability in, in everything that you can, um, especially in obviously the height of the chair. You want to be have um, height adjustability in your armrest if you can. You want to have um, flexion and extension of, of the backing of the chair. You also want to have a height extension of the chair because not all not all of us are designed um, the same way obviously so some are taller in, the, in, in our torso some are taller uh, longer in our in our legs so therefore that lumbar support in the back is going to be uh, really um, in different spots for for everybody so really want to have the ability to adjust them so the the greater the adjustments on the chair the better the chair typically is you want to have also good support in the chair you don't want to just have some foam chair that's going to last you a year you want to have really good support similar to what you know when we had mattresses right we want to have uh, when we talk about mattresses, you want to have good firm support and the better built chairs uh, will last a lot longer because you know they're going to be able to sustain the weight now you know, obviously in this type of population now, we're getting heavier in terms of um, the population's weight. So you got to make sure that that chair is meant and designed to support the weight that you are. Because if you are just going to, if you are overweight and you put yourself into a, um, a normal office chair, that may not support you and actually will cause you more damage and, and problems in that, in that posture. So you got to make sure you have a really weighted uh, chair that's supported specifically for your height and weight. So make sure you do have those adjustabilities as well. 
There's so many chairs out there. This is the thing. You can go to Officeworks and pick up a 50-buck chair and it's coated in leather and you think, oh, wow, this is amazing. Mm. But it's just not good. Uh, and, and I fell for that trap. I used to have an a Officeworks chair and it was reduced from $149 down to $59. I bought two of them and I thought, oh, I've, I've picked up a bargain here. But the only bargain was that I bargained with my health and it just wasn't a good result. So I got numb legs. It wasn't good for my backside. It was bad for my low back. And so I went out and dropped oh, near on a thousand bucks on a chair, and I'm sitting on it right now, and I love it. It's amazing. It's a it's an incredible chair. It's by a company called Human Scale, and I'd I'd reckon that people should go and check out this sort of chair because if you're really serious about getting your office ergonomics right, then you want to spend some money on a great chair because you spend a lot of time on it every single day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. the the chair I use is called the Herman Miller, which is the Arion range, and so, yeah, like I said, with Daniel's, I spent about you know, just over a grand, but this chair has lasted me, you know, over, I think about eight years now and it's still going strong and it's, it's got really good support and it's, it's fantastic. So a good chair can last you a lot longer and save you money in the long run. And I think the other thing worth talking about is the fit balls because mm. a lot of people actually like to sit on the fit ball at their mm. office. Um, and that can be really good as long as you've got one that's the right height um, and you're using it appropriately, it, it can be quite good because it helps keep you uh, a bit more active. It actually helps you utilize your stabilizing muscles in your spine um, and allows for a little bit more movement as you're sitting there. Um, my, my kind of pet hate with those though is that you'll see people sitting on those and they'll let their bum rock right back to the back of the ball and then they lean right forward so they're just about bending in half and you look at them and think that's actually not doing yourself any favors at all that's actually so you can still sit on a fit ball with a bad posture as well so you, you're oh, still going to make can. sure that you're doing those basics right and keep yeah. yourself nice and upright um and uh yeah and looking after yourself that way because otherwise you can cause yourself just as much problem doing the fit ball as you can with a bad chair or a bad setup well, you know, the best chair could be, you know, a great thing, but the problem is, is that you still need to move. So what we're saying is, you know, say with the football is that it forces your body to move. So make sure you stand up once in a while. I know you engage in your work, but every 20 minutes, there's no reason why you should not stand up and have a, you know, one minute break from your work and just move your body left, right, bend over, bend backwards. So you can actually get some activity in your spine so that, you know, your discs get hydrated, your spinal cord gets a bit of a stretch and your muscles are going to get, start moving and activating and you're just really going to cause that body to move. So really you got to move your butt. And so don't forget that every 20 minutes, just move for a minute. Just think about that. If you just take every 20 minutes to move for a minute, that's like three minutes in an hour. And most yeah. of you will, you know, spend probably, you know, work two hours and then make to maybe take a 20 minute break or something. Uh, that's too long. Your body undergoes something called creep, which really compresses the spine and causes massive problems in the, in the body. Do you reckon it's got to be every 20 minutes, is it, right? I, I personally tell people every 10 to 15. That's what I usually so, do. So, because we've been, we've been going for like, what are we, we've been going for 20 minutes. We've been talking, and, we're, and before that, we were speaking for nearly an hour. And I haven't moved. In that time so what am i doing to my body just by doing a wellness guys call you're um you're killing yourself really you're shortening your life have you, you should... been standing up and you... walking around your chair don't you? yeah well i'm gonna do that right now and you might even hear me like this kind of <laughs> i'm walking around because now you've got the worry oh there you go i certainly recommend every 20 minutes as well lawrence i think it's super important and i think the, one of the important things for employers and employees to understand is that actually by getting up and moving, it helps to de-stress your body. It actually helps to switch your brain back on again. And you actually end up getting more productivity rather than less. So even though you're spending an extra couple of minutes every hour, um, it's well worth the investment in the pro extra productivity you're going to get by de-stressing your body in that way. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's for sure. What about um, what about daily activities? What what kind of daily activities or living activities that they should be doing in their office to make sure that they're still active? I mean, you know, before or during or after the office day. Uh, it's just the simple things, really, isn't it? It's it's you know you park a little bit further away from your office and you have a bit of a walk in in the morning. You know, when you get to the office, it's just taking the stairs instead of going up the lift. Um, you know, it, it's just you taking advantage of those little opportunities to get those little bits of exercise. You know, it might even be jogging up a flight of stairs rather than walking up it, you know. Just just get yourself moving that little bit extra. Every opportunity you get to do it during the day, you know, think of it as just an opportunity to move and, and get your body moving. Yeah. Uh, well, I think one of the areas is it's, it's during lunch break. You know, we're living in a society where we're just overworked and we spend so much time working that we forget to take our lunch break. Now, we, we actually eat lunch, but what we do is we eat lunch at our desk in front of a computer, right? We don't actually go out and enjoy the sunshine and absorb some vitamin D. Um, and that's what we should do. It's, you know, it's a break for a reason. You got to stop what you're doing. Take the time. Give your you know, give some good feel into your body, but give that mental break. Give your eyes a break too as well. You're, you know, one good way to with the eye strains is that you know, if you look far away, just from even when you're sitting on a chair, looking far away actually relaxes the eyes. So that you know, once in a while, look away and look somewhere at distance at a clock somewhere, and that forces the eyes to actually relax. It actually takes muscle strain to actually concentrate on a screen. That's why you get eye strain if, for people who work on a computer on long long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, good point. Well, you know, look, I was reading through the uh, Tim Ferriss thing, and he actually he went to the toilet as well. So he was actually talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a squat, a squatting toilet. Now, that's that is an extreme. However, it is quite good to actually have a squat, and maybe we can talk about that in another call because the Asian people, Asian cultures, squat when they move their bowels, don't they, Lawrence? We do, yeah. we do. Um, I have a squatting toilet in my house. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, rest, I rest my cane. So no, you did right, though, don't you? Squats are super important. Yeah. Super important. So you know, if you're not into the squat yet, it's it's worth practicing. It's it's worth giving it a go because it does aid with good bowel function. And the Asians have been doing it for years. And uh, and and look at them. They all just live until at least a hundred. All of them. <laughs> you're gonna have to book a, a trip to like Thailand or something and just to try out the toilets just to get some squatting exercise in the squatting toilets. Have done that. Have done that already. Very nice. Very nice. It's very good. All right, we'll leave it with one more tip. Uh, what about uh, the cars? Like, I mean, obviously driving to and from work, there's got to be some tips there that we can give to our listeners uh, to help them out with their posture. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's not just to and from work as well. A lot of people, whether they're reps or whatever their job is, they actually spend all day, every day in their car and just spend huge amounts of hours driving around. And so what I usually say to them, my, my number one tip for them is I say, look, get your chair right, right. Make sure you've got a good support in your chair. Make sure it's nice and upright so that you're in a good posture. I say sit up nice and straight with your shoulders down, your head back. And then once you've got yourself into that really good position, what you want to do is you want to adjust all of your mirrors so that you actually have to be up in a really good posture to see what you, what's happening in your mirrors. And what that means is as soon as you start to fatigue and you start to lose that good posture, you start to slump down, as soon as you go to look in your rear vision mirror or your side mirror, you actually get a reminder that, oh, actually, I'm not sitting in a very good posture. If I want to see what's going on around me, I'm going to have to sit back up again. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to just continually auto-correct that posture. Um, so that's a really good tip for people spending some time in the car. Fantastic. Mm. Well, that was a great episode. So many tips, so many uh, advice there that we can uh, take away from. And for all you office workers who are listening to this call right now, 
sit up straight. So <laughs> as always, make sure you join us each week on thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below this episode and tell us what you think. Uh, let's, you know, make sure you like us on Facebook. That's just going crazy. And uh, we love your feedback and we love stories that, um, that you guys are telling us on Facebook and sending us messages. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for um, putting your trust in us. And uh, thank you for telling other people. I think uh, really congratulate for those who have been spreading the word about the Wellness Guys. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and sign up for a notice of each episode and download us on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show.